What in the name of sanity? It's Comics Crunch! Okay, um, so here we are again with Comics Crunch, and um, hey Matt, how much do you know about uh, Mephisto? Mephisto is, he's the devil. Yeah. Um, uh, to be more specific, he's a devil. Okay, he's a, he's not, he's not Satan, and like, no. he's not Marvel's Satan, he's just a devil. Yeah, but he was originally supposed to be the devil. Okay, like I knew that he was a pretty big bad guy i know yeah. that spider-man sold his did, marriage to the devil yes. yeah did some bad things in in a uh that inspired the yeah, uh, yeah. storyline of no way home uh kind of yeah in in a way uh god there's something else that i know about mephisto no no i think that's about it i okay. think that's that's the, the extent of it yeah well he was like i said he was originally intended to be the actual literal devil but they couldn't get away with that they couldn't just say, oh, this is Satan. Right. And Lucifer was a different guy. <laughs> okay. Lucifer was uh, an alien who came from space, fought the As X-Men. aliens tend to do. Yeah, yeah. Fought the X-Men and is responsible for putting uh, Professor Xavier in a wheelchair, originally. So it was Lucifer's fault. <laughs> yeah. Lucifer put... Lucifer, Lucifer the alien. Lucifer crippled Professor X. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He disabled Professor so, X. So then Mephisto, obviously, um, based off of other knowledge, actually, there's one other thing. I know that he did eventually become a Jedi, and he changed his name to Kit. No, no, no. no. That's not it. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, that's That's not else. this podcast. <laughs> that's not this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, originally he was a Silver Surfer villain. Like, that's where he showed up. That doesn't surprise me for whatever reason. Silver Surfer, like the original uh, Silver Surfer from 68, on top of being a surprisingly good series, like it is a stellar series pretty much from beginning to end, uh, which is kind of a rarity in the Silver Age. Usually yeah. they're they're kind of bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Silver Surfer appeared in uh, Fantastic Four as the Herald of Galactus. Like he was the guy who pointed to planets was like, Galactus, go here and eat things right I, i'm kind of so my my knowledge of silver surfer is pretty scattered and mm-hmm. um spotty yeah so i knew that he had something to do with galactus i knew that he was like a herald mm-hmm. he's also a hero somehow but he's yeah. also not i don't know he, well he he was heroic in that he would try and steer galactus away from planets that had sentient life okay so that Galactus would so, absorb the life force of either planets that had nothing living on them or were just inhabited by animals, basically. Okay, so so he was... It's more of like Galactus is a force. Galactus and, is a, is a and, universal force, yeah. And Silver Surfer was just trying to direct the force. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, okay, that, that makes... Yeah. Um, that clears that up a bit. Yeah. Uh, Norrin Rad is the Silver Surfer. Uh, that's his name. <laughs> he Why was, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. Uh, his planet was under assault from Galactus. Um, his civilization was one that had like severely advanced itself, had gone beyond planetary travel, had decided that they knew everything that there was to know, returned to their home planet, and just lived in like a hedonistic bliss. Okay, that and they, sounds rad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Um, but Nora and Rad was like, no, I. Like we used to be explorers. We used to find things out. There's got to be the universe is infinite. 
there's more stuff to discover out there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, so when, so he hopped on a surfboard. Well, when, <laughs> when Galactus came down and was like, I'm a snack on your planet. Um, the civilization of his, of, uh, Zinla, his planet, like resurrected all of their ancient, like decrepit weapons and tried to fire at Galactus. Of course it didn't work. Uh, Norn Rad hopped in the last functioning spaceship, shot himself at Galactus. And it was like, if you spare this planet, I will find you as many planets as you want to eat. We will explore together. This is what I've always wanted. Okay. And Galactus was like, okay, this is a good deal for me. I don't have to go hungry for so long. Sure. And you get to go and do what it's, you always wanted. Yeah, to mutually explore. beneficial arrangement. Yeah. Well, um, eventually, Silver Surfer found Earth. Obviously. Yeah, and... First, he thought, okay, this is a planet... When he first found it, it was like, okay, this is a planet that doesn't have advanced life. This is fine for us to snack on. He's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, it turned out he read the planet incorrectly. Um, and okay. then when Galactus came down, he was like, oh, shit, there's people here. Oh, well, they're, like, inconsequential. And then he started... He's, again, not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, con- he, like, got in contact with the Fantastic Four and was like, oh, no, these people... There's people here who are, are good, who are noble. Um, uh-huh. They're going to create a new interstellar civilization on someday. They're sure. going to be a big deal. Okay, yeah, sure. So we can't kill them. Sure. Galactus was like, no, I'm here. I'm literally starving, and this is what I have to do, is okay. eat stuff. Uh, sure, sure. So the surfer fought Galactus, drove him off, and Galactus was like, okay, fine, I'll go do something else, but we're dunsies. <laughs> and they had, a, they had an ugly breakup? Yeah, basically. Okay. And uh, in the worst firing imaginable... Galactus put a invisible shield around the planet that anything else could pass through, but the surfer couldn't. Okay, was the surfer trapped on Earth or trapped out of Earth? He was trapped on Earth and he could go like into the stratosphere. Sure, but he couldn't leave he couldn't, that. He yeah, couldn't yeah. pass it, yeah. So the Earth became his prison. Yeah, and at first he was like, okay, there's plenty of stuff to explore here. This is a civilization I haven't encountered before. I want to learn all about them. There's all sorts of cool wildlife. There's varied terrain to explore i can even go up to space a little bit like hang out on their moon okay so does so does the uh, marvel universe is that a universe where every planet is a singular biome planet uh, like some are then? okay some are so, yeah so earth is kind of an anomaly in some ways yeah there's a lot i mean there's a ton of different habitable planets in in marvel universe they don't always go by the star wars thing where it's like this is the desert planet this is the forest planet whatever but some are Every okay. once in a while, you'll... whatever, whatever, whatever's convenient to the exactly, story. Okay, exactly, exactly. Sure. Like sometimes you'll run to, oh, we're doing a uh, desert story, so this is a desert planet, right? Whatever. Okay, so Surfer is like, cool. Let's check out Earth for a while. Yeah, and he decided that Dude Bro Surfer Boys was the best look. Well, no, or... that was that just happened when he became Galactus's herald. Okay, see, that that's was Gal- where I was getting hung up on. Yeah, Galactus like <laughs> covered him in that silver coating. Uh huh. It was like this will enable you to channel the power cosmic breathe in space, and be generally uh, invulnerable to damage. You have to have some sort of means of transporting yourself around. I have this cool spaceship here. Have this board. <laughs> okay. And that's how he travels the skyways. Right, right. Yeah. Also, okay. at the time, surfer culture was just starting to become a thing. So I kind of I, I knew that was the, yeah. the reason, but yeah. I was wondering why... Okay, that's that's one always been my biggest hang up about. It's Silver very Surfer. strange, but it's very Jack Kirby. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure, but so Surfer is trapped on Earth. Is cool with it for a bit, but wherever he goes, people a recognize him as a bizarre alien and are afraid of him because he's 
all he's all silver, silver and he flies and yeah yeah or b recognize him as the dude who brought galactus to eat us <laughs> so they hate him for that sure so he's in this in the zone of be, like being hated and feared and no one wants anything to do with them like whenever he goes anywhere people are might be fine with him for a little bit but he doesn't quite get earth culture so he'll use the power cosmic and ruin something and then everyone's afraid of him again okay uh, he gets tricked by Doctor Doom into giving up his power momentarily. Because that's a thing he can just do. No, Doctor Doom created a machine to, like, suck it out of him, literally. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so yeah. whatever. Either way, comics. Gotcha. Yeah, Doctor Doom put him in front of a window that had a picture of space. And okay. he was like, oh my god, space. I remember I used to be out there. It was so cool. And he just stood there like, wow, space. <laughs> and then Doctor Doom put a hat on him and sucked away his power cosmic. Oh, lord. But because of that, like, the surfer became really anxious about being around other people because he was afraid that everyone was going to betray him or, like, start firing guns at him or just yell at him. Like, So he was in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he spent a lot of his time. You know what? He's not wrong. Yeah. But at this point in the story where we're talking about today, he was not wanting to be around anybody. He still felt like a compulsion to protect them because he knew he could. But he didn't really want to be around them. I can relate. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and this is where we get to Mr. Fisto. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mephisto, as at this point, the actual devil, he refers to himself as like, ah, they used to call me Beelzebub and stuff like that. Sure. Like he was the devil. Yeah. But they couldn't say devil, so he was Mephisto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, okay, there's one ridiculously pure soul on Earth. And that's where I get my power is from souls on earth and it's the surfer like this this dude is so uncorruptibly pure that if i get his soul i will become the most powerful thing to ever exist i want his soul sure this is the last temptation of the silver surfer okay like surfer in his own series from the original 68 series on forward is very much a jesus allegory i'm not even joking oh okay he's a space traveling jesus who is trapped on earth prosecuted because of what he's saying sure, people want people it. want to yeah. destroy him everyone betrays him he but he just wants to like learn and explore and teach people i see it's very good like i'm not even exaggerating at all it's fantastic okay um so the first time they meet mr fisto uh tries to corrupt surfer by saying like oh um i can get you off of earth i can return you to your home planet i can get you reunited with your lost love all, you know, basic devil stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, I can give yeah. you all the, these riches. And yeah, everything. I will promise you whatever I need to promise you. Yeah, and through it all, like, Silver Surfer's like, no, I, I'm i not going to. You can't tempt me. He's lost in the desert at this point. <laughs> I am, like, he, it, Jesus sense. Like, he's, yeah, 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 he's yeah, wandering yeah, through yeah. the desert, and the devil is tempting him. Yeah. And he's like, no, I won't. I defy you, devil. Get, get thee behind me, Mr. Fisto. <laughs> and... Uh, Mephisto eventually gives up and says, okay, I, you got me this time. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to get your soul. That's a pretty bold declaration. It is, yes. Uh, a few issues later, and we get the return of Mephisto. Okay. Mephisto declares that um, he was den- denied the surfer's soul, which he hates. Yeah. That, which I is mean... okay, because Mephisto is powered by hate. So the more he <laughs> hates, the more powerful he gets. Sure. Sure. So he's created a hate feedback loop. Oh boy, that's that spells disaster. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he can't really affect the material world too much at this point. Like, he can influence people's dreams and tempt them and stuff like that, but he, ha- he can't, like, go stomping around New York City. So what when he is able to actually blast the Silver Surfer with an, a tremendous beam that, like, flattens him, it's kind of a big thing. It's the first time he's been able to, to do something like that. Okay, so Mephisto just basically got so pissed off that yeah. he was able to actually shoot Silver Surfer with a big laser. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which flattens him. Okay. Um... But because of this, like, it drains him, and he's like, okay, uh, you, the, I'm coming back in, like, just a moment. Stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, let me go read some political articles. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta drink some juice, gotta get those electrolytes back. I'll be back for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so he goes back to his home dimension of Limbo. Uh-huh. There are, like, three different Limbos in Marvel Universe. Uh, this was the original one. Okay. This is, like, the biblical Limbo. Okay. Uh, Ilana Rasputin uh, magic Uh when she teleports she teleports and goes through a different limbo sure so yeah I mean and there's another place called limbo as well so there's a lot of limbos thanks comics yeah yeah they just like the name (laughs) I mean it's an ominous name yeah but there are others out there yeah yeah but whatever yeah Uh, Mr. Fisto is in hell or in limbo like recharging and then a wannabe devil summoner Back on Earth is like, I'm going to summon a demon who's going to grant me all of my wishes. <laughs> okay. And uh, Mephisto appears and is like, blah! <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, the devil that this dude meant to summon got shoved out of the way by Mephisto. So that, <laughs> just, just, just so, let me in there. <laughs> this is mine now. <laughs> so he appears and he's like, oh, yes, I will grant you whatever you want. You just have to make a bargain with me because that's how devils do. Right. No, that's that be devils. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so instead, he takes this poor fucker's life force and summons one of his agents to earth. Okay. To act as like a cat's paw in fighting the server. Sure. Sure. Like more basic devil stuff. Right. Right. This dude is the dude I want to talk about today. The guy he summons. Okay. So this is the man. Yeah. Yeah. That is important. Is this our, you know what? We're Let's getting just, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to start guessing ahead because no, that no. never works out for me. Right. Uh, so the guy he summons, the guy that Mephisto summons, is the captain of the Flying Dutchman. Okay. The ghost ship. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the pirate ghost. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, apparently, before, like way back in the day, in the great age of piracy, the, flying, the captain of the Flying Dutchman was actually a pretty cool dude. He was pretty chill. Sure. And then Mephisto started tempting him in his dreams. It was like, oh, you can get more riches. You can be a better captain. You can be stronger, fiercer, so on and so forth. Uh-huh. So he turned and became like a severe jackass. Like okay. a stereotypical pirate captain. Yeah, sure. Uh, eventually, the Flying Dutchman sank. And all of the souls on the ship uh, went to the afterlife, except for the captains. So since he, he was bound to Mephisto. Right. right. So he went to Limbo. To be a servant and basically like toady for... That's kind of surprising that the rest of the ship didn't get... Like the rest of the crew didn't become I, souls of the damned, actually. Yeah, yeah. He didn't wager the whole ship, but I think it was just like more of a fuck you to the captain. Like, all of your dudes, no matter what they did, get to move on. You don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I these mean, stories yeah, are not wanna, terrible. Wanna, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to fuck over like... Okay, no, that, that... Okay. I mean, and that is what Mephisto does is he torments people he like he can get all the power he wants but he loves tormenting people like that's and his big thing he loves tormenting people and sucking down souls in particular silver circles right yes okay yes 
So he summons the captain of the Flying Dutchman, whose name is Just von Straten. Okay. So Captain von Straten. And he's like, okay, I have a use for you, finally. I want you to go fight the Silver Surfer and get him to give up his soul. Do whatever you have to do to get this guy to give up his soul. You can act in the material world now. You can be as ruthless as you need to be. And he's like, okay, I mean, I guess, but what the hell am I going to do? I am literally a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a humble pirate ghost. <laughs> yeah. And Mephisto's like, okay, okay, we can work with this. I'm going to juice you. Sure. So he takes the remaining life force from this poor fucker who summoned him, like turns him to ash. Wow, really? This guy has that much life force? Yeah, apparently. Okay. And uses it to transform Captain Von Straten. Okay. Uh, Captain Von Straten turns into a cyborg pirate ghost. Why? Because sometimes that happens. Uh, <laughs> I am going to drop an image of this man into the document. Right under where I am. Boop. Yeah, it, it just... Oh, it, yeah, that yeah. doesn't look anything like I thought no, it would no, look no. like. <laughs> so what we've got here is we've got, like, uh, a pirate in a red jacket with, like... I don't even know if I would describe this as a pirate. <laughs> well, he, he's got, like... A stripey shirt. He's got a pirate captain's coat. I don't know. It might just be the Fu Manchu, but it really, like... It looks he, bad, yeah. He screams Mongolian to me. Like, yeah, very racist, like, Mongolian. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, a divided beard. He's got a long, stringy mustache. He's got what looks like a monk's haircut. Because yeah. it's got, like, the, the shaved top and Completely then... Completely bald, but, like... Long, stringy behind it, it. But it's really wild around... Like, it's yeah. like somebody... It's like somebody took a palm leaf and just... Yeah. Put it over his head, and then spray-painted it black. He's got a pierced ear, so he's got a big gold ring there. He's got a big old bulging eye, but not the that, other one. That's one of his cyborg parts, yeah. Okay. That's like a little metallic, like, eyeball. And he's got freaking Dr. Claw hands. He's, he's got two claws, yes. Uh, he's wearing, like, a belt around his jacket, but not where a belt should be. No, that's, like, almost on his chest. Yeah, it looks like a messenger bag, but without the bag. Oh, I thought that was a knife. That is a belt! Yeah. That's... Wait a minute, that's a belt! Yeah, I don't know why it's there. He's got a regular belt on under the coat. He's wearing a pair of blue jeans. <laughs> and then a pair of thigh-high waders. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our pirate cyborg pirate ghost. Who's going to fight the Silver Surfer and convince him to give up his soul. Like, I know the 60s was a different time, but... Gosh dang, I mean, I'm not that big of a creative. I, I don't consider, like, I don't consider mm -hmm. myself a very big visual creative, but goddamn, I could come up with something more cool than this. It's it's kind of depressing. It, it looks a little sad, yes. But, it's uh, incredibly sad. Okay. Yeah. He is just referred to as the ghost on the cover, and they make it kind of a big deal that he's showing up. It's like, introducing the ghost. Well, I mean, you have to call him a ghost because there's no indication that that's what he is. Yeah, yeah. He still retains his ghost-like abilities and that he can walk through stuff. He flies around on the Flying Dutchman, a ghost ship. Sure. Uh, and then he can all... He also, you know, he's a cyborg. So he can... I mean, clearly. He's got the two pincher claws on for each hand. Each of those hands can fire a laser. Okay, good, good. And then he can fire a more powerful laser out of his eye. I mean, that eye's got to be good for something. So he can fire three lasers. Three. All right. And he appeared in Silver Surfer number eight and Silver Surfer number nine and was never thought of again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, um, <laughs> so we're probably not going to be seeing this guy on the uh, on the big screen anytime soon. I would love it. <laughs> the thing is, this isn't even the first Flying Dutchman that's been in the the Marvel Comics universe oh, at this point. Okay. They did one back in their horror comics days. So, at the end of the first issue, the uh, captain goes to hunt down the surfer and cause a bunch of chaos to convince him to give up his soul. This was kind of a big deal at the issue break, because it was uh, the first time one of these issues for Silver Surfer had gotten broken in half. Up until this, there was no to be continued? Pretty much, yeah. Um, this Before this, it was a quarterly book, so it came out like every couple months. Mm-hmm, every three months. Roughly, yeah. And it was a double-sized book, and the second half of the book was uh, Tales of the Watcher. That okay. dude from Fantastic Four who just watches stuff, says he's never, he can't interfere, but then always does. Right. It was it was almost like the what-if stories that they just did on Disney+, Plus, where it'd be the Watcher and he tells you a story or something. Right. Except this was like other weird shit that he saw. Sure. It'd be like other planets where this Rather one, than what-ifs, just more of like a... More of like, here's, here's some crazy thing. shit I saw. Okay. <laughs> it was kind of neat, but you can tell that they were kind of running out of ideas for it. And having the surfer in his own monthly book was a much better idea. Okay. It made the story go a little bit faster. and Right, yeah. obviously. And they didn't have to try and think of something new for the Watcher to watch. Sure, sure. He would, he would get uh, his own what-if book much later. That's more like the TV show where it's just like, here's yeah. what would happen if uh, Wolverine became a vampire. Right, And right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the stuff that we're more familiar more with. More familiar yeah. with yeah. as a broader audience now. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, it was, like I said, kind of a big deal when it went monthly, and this was the first half of this story. Sure. In the second half, in issue number nine, uh, we get the full attack from the ghost attacking the Silver Surfer. So, he... He flies his his ghost ship around New York and begins firing on people, busting up property, causing chaos. Uh, So, the little little robot clawed gloves come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got a cannon on his ship, and he's firing it at things, and just having himself a grand old time around New York. I mean, he's gone fair, full supervillain at this point. To be fair, if I was a supervillain and had a ghost, a flying ghost ship, I'd probably do the same thing. I know, right? Uh, the captain's like lasers and various powers seem to be able to harm the Silver Surfer considerably. Okay, probably just because of the, the Mephisto guy, right? Or or maybe the 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 schmuck that he he sucked the life force out of was like. Silver Surfer's kryptonite, and nobody knew, yeah. and it was just a weird coincidence. It could be, yeah. Uh, but the Silver Surfer's cosmic force can't really damage the, the captain. Like, it's not doing much to him. Uh-huh, so... Which is the first time this has really happened. Like, so he's the, firing blasts at him, and the yeah. captain's just like, well, aha, I'm still around, I'm so, a ghost. So the captain is the Silver Surfer's Joker. At this point, it seems that way. <laughs> um. So, but they're kind of at a stalemate because, like, the surfer refuses to give up his soul. Like, he's not going to give that up to this stupid ghost guy. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give it up to the literal devil. Why would you right. give it up to this dude? Right. And so he's flying around trying to fix what the captain breaks and save as many people as possible, inter- like putting himself in between the blasts and so on and so forth. Typical superhero. Right. Yeah. And then uh, they bat- the battle gets knocked into a subway. I mean, like, the sure. surfer knocks the captain off his ship and they're fighting in the subway. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the captain grabs an innocent bystander, just yeah. <clears throat> grabs him as a, grabs her as a human shield. Sure, I mean this is all this whole tracks. Yeah, and gives the surfer the surfer an ultim- ultimatum. 
surrender your soul or I'm going to blast this this lady. Like, right here in front of you, you won't be able to stop it. Okay. And the surfer begins to agonize over this choice. Because he knows that, like, if he doesn't give up his soul, if he stays around, he can do more good for people. Like, right. he'll be able to do more than just save this one person. Right. But is he worthy of being good if he would sacrifice one person who has nothing to do with this conflict in order to save himself? So the solution was pretty much in the in everybody's, like, right there in front of everybody, and it just took one psychopath to randomly do a thing that happens all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but okay, I, you know what? Like, at first when you say that, like... It seems it like seems kind of silly, but no, yeah. like when you describe it like that, it, it then okay, yeah, yeah especially I'm, I'm on like board. we've we've seen the surfer as this incredibly noble person. He doesn't really understand humanity and why they act this way towards each other, like why they're so aggressive and mean to each other. But he's like, these people are going to be incredible someday. They just have to get past this little bump in the road. Sure, sure. So he he wants to protect as many as possible. He doesn't want to hurt them. He doesn't want them to be hurt because of his inaction. But. He, is he is it worth giving up himself to save one? Right. So he's at very much at an impasse. We get some great panels of him just agonizing over this choice in like incredibly dramatic like stage fashion. Him <laughs> right. dropping to his knees and going, "Yeah, oh, what am I doing?" Right. <laughs> uh, but before the captain can blast this guy, the surfer takes a third option and does something he's never attempted before, and that is to try and draw cosmic energy from beyond the galactus barrier. Okay. He, he is literally powered by the cosmos. Sure. So while he's on Earth, he's a little nerfed. Yeah, because he's, he's literally disconnected from right. the cosmos. So he's like, if I can bring more energy through this barrier, maybe I can stop this guy. Uh-huh. So he, like, concentrates and, like, powers up and does a full Goku and brings in as much energy as he can and blasts this guy. Still doesn't, like, destroy him or anything, when normally that would atomize a planet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does stun him long enough for the girl to get away. Yay! So, that's good. All right. Um, and But the surfer is severely weakened by this. Like, he's on the floor again. It he took, it can't took move. He, he took everything, yeah. And Mephisto is like, okay, Captain, make it happen. And the Captain is like, wait. I just saw this dude completely sacrifice himself for someone he didn't know. And he knows what we're going to do to him. He knows that I can either kill him or I can, like, yoink at his soul and snack on it or send it to you or whatever. Yeah. Like, he, he knows that he is completely vulnerable and he made that sacrifice for someone he didn't know. So the captain has a change of heart. The captain begins to have a change of heart and is like, no, I'm not going along with this bullshit anymore, Mephisto. You tricked me the first time. I was going along with it for a while because I thought it was the only way out. But Surfer showed me that there you can take another option. There's, you don't there's have always to do a, this. There's a hidden third option. Right, yeah. <laughs> So he's like, no, you can do whatever you want with me. I don't care anymore. Okay. And Mephisto's like, okay, dude, if that's what you want. And begins <laughs> to pull him back into limbo. Uh, he, like, de-cyborgizes. And he's <laughs> he takes like... takes away the cyborg parts. Right, so he's just back to being a normal captain ghost. He looks like a normal dude. <laughs> like a normal ghost. Yeah, yeah. And, like, while he's on the floor, like, drained of energy, the surfer's like, oh, man, this was just a normal dude that Mephisto tricked into fighting me. Uh-huh. That is awful. That's like the worst thing anyone's ever done to me or for me or anything. And he sheds a single tear. <laughs> and apparently... Oh, no. That someone shedding a tear over him was what broke the pirate's curse to Mephisto. Oh, Lord. 
So right as he is about to be sucked into limbo, like he's just a, a face floating in, in space in front of the surfer. He's like, all right, that's what it took. And he goes, poof, and goes to the afterlife. <laughs> oh, okay, Chris, I was I was on board with you for a while. No, the, the ending is very silly. They had half a page and they're like, we have to end this. <laughs> Oh, man. This okay. has to stop. Like, what? Oh, my God. What do we do? Uh, surfer does a tear. <laughs> <laughs> surfer does a little cry and everything's happy. And everything's better. Yeah. And Mephisto's like, I didn't even know that could happen. <laughs> I made the bargain and I didn't realize that was a thing that could happen. <laughs> Silver Surfer, I hate you. <laughs> But I love that I hate you because now I'm more yeah, powerful yeah. than ever. Oh, my God. I'll get you next time, Surfer. Next time. And he poofs back to Limbo. Right. Okay. And the book ends. <laughs> or this issue ends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like it's a two-issue story from, like, the midpoint of this book's run. Because it only ran for, I think, 21 issues. Sure. And it's just from from 69... It's just a bizarre story. I read it, and for some reason, I was like, I fucking love this. <laughs> this is, yeah. Like, it's super good. And Why it has, wouldn't you? Like, Yeah, it's super good up until the end where it ends on the goofiest note imaginable, <laughs> which is like the Silver Age in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. That's... You get so much good shit. Like, with the X-Men, you'll have the Juggernaut issue where it's like, or the Juggernaut, there's two issues for the Juggernaut's first appearance, and he's like stomping towards the mansion, and Professor X is like, fuck, we gotta butt, batten down the hatches, and he's putting the mansion in lockdown mode and people are, or the X-Men are like, Professor X, what the hell's going on? And he tells them the story about how he's going to, he's coming for Professor X and it's this really intense story and then it ends with them pulling off Juggernaut's hat. And, yeah, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, that's just how the Silver Age is. You get yeah. very good stories with very silly finishes or just bad stories. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I was reading through this run because I'd never read it before and I ran into the story and it's like, that would make an interesting monster to fight, this this Captain Ghost. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, th- I think so, and honestly, I think he's going to be a pretty straightforward crunch. Yeah. So, uh, let's go ahead and dive into that, I guess. Is, is that everything you've had on that? Okay, so let's make a pirate cyborg ghost captain. Yep. Alright, so... Um, what what? Let's come up with... Like, can you think of a name for our... Or cyborg ghost captain. Hmm. I can't off the top of my head. All right. Well, well we might have to come back. To that. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that one. <clears throat> so, um, he is going to be a medium undead. Mm-hmm. Probably lawful evil. Yeah, or maybe lawful neutral even. Think lawful neutral. I, th- I think so. Because he, he does. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not. Maybe not lawful. Um. Chaotic neutral? Yeah, chaotic neutral. Okay. And I'll put the uh, the qualifier typically there. Yeah, that's um, a better thing to do anyway. Yeah, so... Let's think of a challenge rating for this guy. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be super high. No. Um, he's probably going to be one of our easier foes to take down. Um, and I'm thinking challenge rating 4 might be okay. a good least starting point so we'll do challenge rating four tentatively 
probably going to leave it there, but that'll give him a proficiency bonus of plus two. Um, armor class 10 to be about 14 or so, um, but we'll skip to that. He's not going to have natural armor. Yeah, he's got that cool coat. Yeah. Um, 30 foot speed. Yeah. Can he fly? Like, he, he himself, can he fly? I don't believe so. Like, we see him fall. Falling is historically different than flying. Yeah, I know. So... But we don't we don't see him fly as far as I can remember. Okay. So Unless he's on his ship. Then, then he, yeah. Right. And if we wanted to, we'd have to, we'd probably just stat out the ship itself yeah. as a separate thing. I don't want to do that today. I think that that might be better served as another future, like, Kibbles honor. Okay. Um, but let's see. So, um, he's not super strong, right? Like, that's not, not I one mean, of his... His attacks do seem to arc. hurt the sil- the surfer. But most of his attacks are going to be laser-based. Right. So his strength would not be super high. So, I'm thinking uh, his strength, probably a, a nice, easy 12. I mean, okay. he's a pirate, so uh, mm-hmm. sailors and... And pirates, they got to be a little bit stronger. In fact, 12 is probably undershooting it. But then again, I think that being a ghost probably atrophied the muscles a bit. <laughs> and his supernatural strength is all in the lasers. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a 12. Um, I mean, those claws are pretty nasty. He can he can pinch it with them. Uh, They're pinchy claws. Okay, well, we'll come back to that if I feel we need to increase okay. his damage output. But his uh, his dexterity is going to be pretty high. Right. Um, he's got that that mad supernatural strength in his dexterity and laserness. Uh, I'm going to give him a plus four, uh, an 18 in dexterity. All right. Uh, constitution, I'm going to put that back down, probably a 12. I don't imagine that's super high. No. Uh, he was tricked by the devil. Y- yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that kind of depends on... I mean, I it's know. what the devil does, so... <laughs> yeah, and it's what the devil does, and historically, that's... Uh, the devil's pretty good at it, mm-hmm. so I don't think that should be a grade of his intelligence. No. Um, but then again... Like, is being tricked by the devil a intelligence thing or a wisdom thing? It's probably a wisdom thing. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's definitely a wisdom thing. Yeah, but at the same time, I can't see his mental statistics being that no, great. No, not, not super great, Uh Again, Pirate's not really known for the book smarts, so I'm going to give him a 10 in intelligence. Uh, I'll leave him at a 10 in wisdom. Okay. Um, And then charisma. I mean, that really depends on who you're talking to, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, That picture is pretty nasty. Yeah, that, that is that is a good point. He's if we're going surely off, like based just off of that, like he's not. Yeah, I think he's probably going to have an eight in charisma. Yeah, his, his devilification did not go well for him. <laughs> that is not a man who's going to be winning you over in conversation. No. So, um, all right, cool. Now his skill set, um, because I mean he's he's a dude, so he's going to have skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Violet Watercraft. Obviously, but I don't know what sort of skills does a regular pirate have. Well, uh, they're going to have athletics, likely um, acrobatics from swinging from ropes. Well, either either or. Okay. Um, well, shit. You know what? I've yep. got resources. Yeah, look at the pirate. Give me a second. So I have here 
the book of uh, the book for Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Okay. Which does have a generic pirate captain stat block. Hey, nice. And they give the pirate captain skills in athletics and intimidation. Which makes sense. Also, intimidation is one of those skills that I think that you and I are not great about giving our monsters, which probably need to be giving. Yeah. <laughs> be given. But um, now the problem is. See, athletics is okay, because that is strength-based. So he's going to have a plus three for having a proficiency in that. Intimidation, on the other hand, is charisma-based. Um, so that will bring him to a plus one in intimidation. I think that it probably should give him an expertise in it, just to bring it up to a plus three and give him something. And I think that's fine. I mean... On one hand, I always want to give him the more skill proficiencies, but on the other hand, I need to keep it trim. <laughs> There's yeah. no reason to give them a lot there of There really isn't, unfortunately. Like, just, just... Most of your creatures aren't going to be doing things with their skills. Right, right. Their saving like throws are, skills are important, things. but... Um, so, because he's a ghost, he's probably going to have the typical ghost immunities, which is cold, necrotic, and poison. Okay. Um, those are the immunities, and then resistances to acid, fire, lightning, thunder, and then bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. So, this man is going to have a lot of resistances and, um, and uh, immunities. He's going to be hard to hit with stuff, but that's just how ghosts be. I've gone down through a fucking hole in the Marvel wiki. My god. Uh-oh. Uh, so I, I had up the the entry on our, our friend, uh, Juice von Stratton. Uh-huh. And uh, it had a link for Mephisto, so I was like, okay, I want to double check and make sure that I was correct that Silver Surfer 3 was Mephisto's first appearance. And I kind of was. Okay. Because he appears in Bible Tales for Young Folk... Number one in April 1953, back when Marvel was Timely Comics, as the Serpent in the Garden of Eden. Well, that does lead, lend credence to him being devil. Yeah, so, well, it, it does, but I mean, that's been... I, I don't know why this wiki uh, considers that part of the Marvel 616 canon. That's very strange. <laughs> so I had to find out, and I clicked, okay, what the fuck is going on with Bible Tales for Young Folk number one? And I clicked on that. Featured characters, Adam, first appearance, Eve, first appearance, God, Yawa, first appearance, the Serpent, first appearance, Earth, Garden of Eden, first appearance. Yeah, I mean, all of this tracks. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. So I keep scrolling down and it it's like all these biblical characters, first appearance, first appearance, first appearance. And then you get down to Jesus of Nazareth, first appearance. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, are we saying that Jesus was part of the, the 616? And I was like, let's see what happens. Jesus of Nazareth, Earth 616. Okay, um, surely this is just going to be, like, the biblical stuff, right? And I was like, okay. At one point, Marvel published an Easter story comic. Okay. Fine, yeah, okay. Sure, sure. So that, okay, it goes through everything. It's like birth, the crucifixion, post-death. And then you get down to mar modern era. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And I mean, he ain't doing a lot in the real world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> and then it talks about from the a Miracle Man comic. Sure. With where uh, he decided to become a god, and in a, he talked about Jesus. Okay. 
Fine, I guess. Just a reference. Just to. a reference to, yeah. And then, uh, apparently, at one point when Mephisto was fucking with Ghost Rider, he was saved by actual Jesus. <laughs> okay. But he, he didn't call himself Jesus. He was just like, oh, I'm a friend. But he looked like sure, Jesus. Sure, sure. And then, apparently, at one point, Howard the Duck fought a angel-demon hybrid called Deuteronomy. Which I think was one of the cats from Cats. <laughs> and uh, he ended up in hell. Howard the Duck did. As a result of this. And he encountered God at Job's place, which is a bar in hell. <laughs> which is God's usual drinking place because he sunk into alcoholism due to the actions of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. We haven't got to Jesus yet. <laughs> but uh, apparently when, when Howard encountered God in the, bar, in the bar in hell, he was in the triune state, which meant that he was uh, manifesting as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right, right. He's, he's the three of them. Yeah, yeah. So once God in the triune state finished talking with Howard and like apparently solved his problems <laughs> by talking to Howard the Duck, he left, leaving the Christ, the Holy Spirit there, and Howard with the bill to the bar. <laughs> for like, at this this would have been in the 70s for like 30 years of drinking. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I found some shit. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Attributes. Jesus is allegedly the only being more powerful among heaven's forces than the archangels, Ruth and Esther. Well, good for him. Yeah. Him. Notes. Jesus seems to be pretty angry at God, <laughs> feeling that he keeps asking more of him. <laughs> Despite being the son of Yahweh, Jesus has been presented also as the descendant of David, through Joseph, who is sometimes called son of David. Okay. <laughs> the friend... Featured in Ghost Rider Volume 2 was never identified as God or Jesus Christ in the comics, although the resemblance was intentional and obvious. Behind the scenes concern from editorial altered Tony Isabella's script so that the friend was explicitly called out as a phony by the devil in later issues. So that was not Jesus. <laughs> oh, so that it was a <laughs> it was a fake. <laughs> Trivia. Christ is not part of Jesus' name. It is a, merely a title and means anointed. Okay. The Magi who presented gifts to Jesus were, in fact, aliens who followed the Star of Bethlehem throughout the universe as it appeared before important events. Yes, good. Two immortal beings, the Sphinx and the first vampire, Vornay, observed Jesus during the time he was alive. Yep. And most recently, in Immortal X-Men number one, Exodus implies that Jesus was a mutant, despite having no proof uh, or any way of knowing Jesus' actual status. <laughs> Wow. I'm well, I I'm wow. very happy I found this. <laughs> so, uh there's a bonus little bit for your yeah. uh, for your episode today. All right, so so back to our pirate captain. Yeah, yeah, okay, what's going on here? Uh he knows any one language, typically common. Good for him. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got to right, get this. Get, okay, now we're, we're moving on to the traits. We're moving on yeah, to yeah, the traits. Yeah. One trait that I want to give him is um, I'm going to give him an artificial man trait. I don't, okay. I don't know what else to call it, but uh, he is um, 
considered a construct for yeah monster yeah. is considered a construct so he's considered a construct in addition to its other types okay um uh, he's definitely going to need incorporeal movement right which is i'm just going to copy paste that directly from the ghost okay and that's it um can you think of any traits that we can give this guy to give him what i what i've come to know as the marquee trait for this specific creature Anything specific mm. other than, like, I mean, his attacks are obviously going to be pretty unique to him, but... Yeah. Let's see. And you know what? Going back to the name, I think that just calling him Cyborg Pirate Captain... Or Cyborg Pirate Ghost... I mean, that's plenty. generic is, is all we need. Yeah. Alright, well... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. And that's fine. I, I don't think he needs it. So, multi-attack. Okay. Um, well, he can make three attacks. Yeah. The cyborg pirate ghost can make three laser attacks. Um, I think it might be just easier to not differentiate the two lasers from his hands and the quote-unquote stronger laser from his eye. Right. I think just leaving them as laser is probably okay. the best idea. That's fine. Um, uh, so yeah, he the pirate cyborg pirate ghost can make three laser attacks or two claw attacks. So he's going to have claws, um, which are not going to be very effective considering he's only got a strength of plus one, so it's a plus three to hit. Um, Poor guy. His damage output should be in the uh, 27 to 32 around range. Okay. So um, I'm thinking that, obviously, his lasers are probably going to, like, get a little higher than that, or his yeah. claws are going to be a little lower than that, um, since he's only doing two claw attacks. Um, his claws should probably do... We'll say 2d6 plus 3 damage. That'll be an average of 10 slashing. Okay. So he's definitely going to want to be a ranged attacker. But he's not completely helpless. No. And then his laser. Um, of course, that's going to be a ranged. Now, should it be a spell attack? Or... Nah, I'll just leave it as a weapon just, It's a weapon, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a plus 6 to hit. Uh, the range, we'll say, we'll just give it the standard 120 um, Eldritch Blast range. Okay. Range of 120 feet, one creature. Now, this has to do a little bit more damage. Um, obviously, it's going to be doing uh, four. So, whatever, plus four. Oh, and I calculated his, uh, calculated the claws damage wrong. It's a plus one, 2d6 plus one, not three. Goodness. So I'm actually going to increase that to 2d8 plus 1. Okay. Let's see, because that'll be an average of 10. Um, and if he does 2d10 plus 4 on his lasers, that's going to give him an average damage output per attack of 15 at ranged. So at ranged, he's going to be rather tricky to hit. Mm -hmm. He's going to be He's going to be a rough customer. Yeah. Um, For, like, an ability, I kind of wonder if we should give him something that makes him harder to hit at range. Because one of his abilities is that he can go incorporeal at will. Okay, so so you're thinking that this guy is going to be pretty much all in on the ranged aspect. Like, he's yeah. going to want to fight at range and none, no, never, like, not ever up close. Not unless he's completely forced to. Like, maybe he's incorporeal unless... It's, Something forces him to drop it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. 
Because, I mean, the incorporeal aspect is usually represented via the damage resistance. Right, damage yeah, Damage yeah. immunities. But, uh... Also, since he's uh, considered a construct in addition to his other types, do we want to give him the standard construct condition immunities? I don't think so, because that's more for a full construct, whereas okay. he is a cyborg. Okay. So that's kind of why I was like, eh, we'll just not do that. Okay. Um... I think that it might be worth giving him a trait called Sea Legs, which is from the most of the pirate stat blocks, uh, where they basically get advantage on ability checks and saving throws to resist being knocked prone. Okay. I mean that that makes sense for him. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, like I, I don't think he necessarily needs to be harder to hit at range, but I do think we should give him something that allows him to get away from melee and into range. Okay. Okay. Um. And I'm thinking that a reaction of some sort would be okay, a good idea that'll work, for that'll work. that. But what kind of reaction? <clears throat> Maybe just a reaction where you can move so much without provoking attacks of opportunity? Yeah, but usually a reaction has a triggering effect. That's true. Um, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of other stuff this guy could do other than just be a, like a cannon, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Let me... If your monster can be replaced by a stationary cannon, your monster is not a good monster. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think this is pretty simple. Uh, ghostly evasion. Whenever the pi- cyborg pirate ghost takes damage from a melee attack, it can use its reaction to immediately move up to its speed without provoking an attack opportunity. Okay, yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, Keith... That's exactly what we want this guy to do. Yeah, and uh, one of my bigger uh, gripes as far as D&D 5th edition combat goes is usually when there are melee com- combatants, they tend to get next to each other and stay in a fixed position, which to me is very boring. Mm-hmm. So this will definitely help kind of m- keep the battle moving around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that. It's it's simple, but it is still a marquee trait. Um, keeps this guy tough to hit. Um, so now we just need to get back up here. His armor class, uh, it'll be 14 because he's got a dexterity of plus four, which is exactly where it needs to be for a challenge rating four monster. Uh, and then his hit points um, need to be in the 100 and like 120 range or so. Uh, So let's see if his constitution is a plus one, that'll be easy to figure out the hit dice. Um, Then again, he has all these resistances. So having his health in the uh, 120 range is probably not a good idea. Yeah. You'd want to lower them. Lower it a little bit. Um, I'm thinking 12 D 10 plus 14 Excuse me, 12d10 plus 12, putting him at about an average of 78. I think okay. that feels sure. pretty good. Mm, actually, I think that's a little low. 14d10 plus 14. That's an average of 91 hit points. Okay. And I think that'll work. All right. Uh, so I think we have ourselves a cyborg pirate ghost, Chris. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for uh, listening. If you are listening to this early, thank you for your support on Patreon. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you are listening to this on November 1st or beyond, uh, then... That's cool too. Yeah, that is cool too. We definitely appreciate it, but do consider subscribing to our Patreon. Um, $5 a month, you can join the Swamp Heap level, and you can get these episodes a full month in advance, mm-hmm. plus our uh, bi-weekly 
Critter Kibbles episodes where we just stat out a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so yep. much. I and think that's that's it for this episode. Yep. Uh, next time, I think I'm going to get extreme. <laughs>